Welcome to Put a Word on It, a podcast presented by Men of Valor. In each episode, we're going to talk with a different man, but each one with a unique journey from brokenness to freedom. I'm your host, Rudy Kalis. I spent over 40 years as a TV sportscaster, then retired and joined the Men of Valor program as a volunteer. So join the conversation. Reconciling men to God, their families and society. Welcome to another edition of Put a Word on It, brought to you by the Lee Company. We thank them so much for all of their support. Jeremy Pete walked in, an athletic young man, grew up in Alabama. I think you can tell. Got that A on his shirt. He's a big Alabama fan. And he grew up with the idea that he wanted to be in the NFL. But temptation, pride, that sounds like a lot of us, doesn't it? But it's something that touched his life, and he's had to battle. All right, you show me that ring. Tell me about that. High school state champions out in Alabama? Yes, sir. What, what school? Uh, T.R. Miller Tigers down in Bruton, Alabama. I guess that you were a running back. Yes, sir. Were you quick? Uh, pretty quick. I ended up running a uh, 4-4-40 non-wind aided. Wind aided? Okay. Non-wind aided. Non-wind aided. Yes, sir. So it was sports your whole deal? I mean, you, that was just like your whole life, your identity in a lot of ways? Uh, yeah. So when, uh, growing up, you know, I always carried around this football with me. You know, ever since I was a, a little bitty guy, I actually played football growing up. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, my granddad and my grandmother and my mom used to always come to every game to support me. And uh, it, was, it was just a joy for me. I loved it. Did you want to play? You got an A. You got an Alabama <laughs> shirt on. Yes, sir. Was that your school, I guess? Uh, yeah, that's the, you know, I had, you know, when you're kids, you know, you have those dreams of, you know, I want to go and do this and do this and do that. And uh, one of my dreams was to go play college football for Alabama. And then my granddad was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Ooh. And so I wanted to go to the NFL and play football for the, the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Why didn't you get your chance? Um, so coming off of our state championship season, um, going in, well, going around into my senior year of high school, um, I ended up kind of getting in pride. And, um, so I started, uh, selling drugs, ended up getting, ended up getting caught with some marijuana at school. And, uh, but wait, but why though? You knew you wanted to be an athlete. You knew you wanted to play a sport. How do you make that decision? Um, I don't. I it's it's kind of hard to to pinpoint why I made that decision. Um, I always grew up in the church, um, you know, so I knew of God and I knew of Jesus. Uh, but at that moment when I made that decision, there was no God and no Jesus in it, and it wasn't in me. So I was really worldly. I saw guys in the you know in town or in the neighborhood. You know, they had the nice big cars with the rims on it and, you know, pockets full of money. And so I wanted to have those same things. Um, but that's not, that wasn't the plan that the Lord had for me. The plan he had for me was obviously set out with this gift that he had blessed me with from birth, you know, continuing on up to be a football player is what I wanted to be. Um, and so I ended up making that decision uh, to do that. And once I made that decision, I ended up, getting uh, expelled from T.R. Miller on um, uh, my senior year. and uh, How did that feel when when all of a sudden, you, my goodness, my dreams are gone? It, it was devastating. Literally in my mind, I was like, what do I do now? And my mother, she she's a great mom. 
Um, she uh, had to raise me and my sisters uh, by herself. Uh, my dad, when I was born, um, he ended up leaving uh, when, when I was about two years old. So for the longest, I walked around with uh, the feelings of I wasn't good enough because when I was born, you know, dad left. So that weighed in me a lot. And so it was like um, I had to prove to everybody that, you know, I am somebody. I'm worthy of, you know, being in your life and you having me. Um, And so that weighed a lot on me, too. And then once the getting expelled from school and then my dream of being able to play football got snatched away from me, um, it really weighed on me heavy. Uh, That's when I uh, really got into uh, the drinking, you know, the party scene, you know, using marijuana. Um, but I ended up, I did end up getting in school. Um, our in-state rival or our in-town rival, W.S. Neal, ended up allowing me to come to their school. I wasn't able to play football, uh, but I was still able to go to their school and finish my education and be able to get my high school diploma. But it's really something, because in your mind, your whole identity was around being a football player. I'm just so curious. I go back to that decision. I've often said that Satan screams in our ear, Mm -hmm. and God keeps this quiet whisper so that we have to want to hear him. Right. He's always there. You knew what you were doing was wrong when you did it, right? I did. I knew it was wrong. And so like you say, Satan screams, and you know, God, he has that that light, audible whisper. And I heard that scream louder than I heard that whisper. And the other thing he does is the minute you get caught and they kick you out of school, now he screams at you and tells you you're worthless. Right. You're not good. He gets you coming and going. Right, he does. So then, of course, you feel like you've got nothing really to, nothing to live for, I suppose, in some ways. And so you just go wild partying. Yes, sir. Did you disappoint your mom? Was it troublesome for her? Uh, Yeah, uh, mom, she cried a lot about it. And she was so happy when um, when I got accepted to WS Neal to be able to finish and get finish my diploma. Yeah. Uh, she was so happy about it. She was so happy in that moment um, because it was many nights that she was, she was upset and she would cry because she felt that her son wasn't going to be able to graduate. What did you think about? What did, you, did you think at all about a future, about what you had wanted to do? Or did it lead, did it lead to incarceration? Did you have any difficulty that way? Um, so it actually ended up leading to incarceration. Um, I ended up uh, at the graduation, staying around uh, my hometown for a little bit. I ended up going to Troy University for a while. Yeah. And so this was, my, this was my shot. This was my chance to be able to get back in football. I actually had went and talked to... Uh, that some of the coaches for Troy in the athletic department um, ended up trying to get my highlight film put together to be able to give to them to kind of maybe walk on. Might not, you know, scholarship or be a starter, but at least yeah. I would be able to play walk on game. and be able to still play the game. Uh, while in Troy, uh, I did pretty well in my studies and everything like that, but I still would dibble and dabble in that scene over there and uh, ended up leaving school. And going back to my hometown because I ended up getting back into that little that little drug scene. So I ended up then had my chance and my opportunity at redemption, and I ended up, you know, choosing again. Satan again. over over Jesus again. Did you wind up having to go to prison? Um, so 
Um, I ended up going back to my hometown, and then so I really get into the drug scene heavy. Then um, I end up uh, my first charge, my first major charge I catch. Um, I end up going and um, I stayed locked up in county for about a year uh, with a million dollar bond. <laughs> you know, and they were talking about trying to give me like 12, 15 years. My mother was heartbroken. Right. She was heartbroken. And uh, my grandmother, she's a real prayer warrior. That, that that woman came and visited me every week, every chance that she could. And she gave me scriptures. And I have a bunch of those scriptures on me. Uh, she gave me a lot of psalms. Uh, she gave me a lot of scriptures out of Psalms, Psalms 23. And it changed you? And so hearing her come, and she would come, and she would read a scripture to me, and when she would come back, she would tell me, now I want you to read it back to me. And so that's when I started getting Jesus into me. Jesus, I started getting him into me. Um, and so once I got out of that, I ended up um, staying around my hometown for a little bit, and then I ended up moving up here to Tennessee where I ended up meeting the mother of my child. Um, so we were together about six months before she ends up uh, getting pregnant with our daughter. Um, and so in my mind, Satan's, I have a job and everything. Satan's telling me, you got to be able to provide for your daughter and your oh. family. You got to be able to provide this job. You guys not going to be enough money. So again, oh. I listen at him. And I get out there in that in that drug scene again, and so I end up um, get catching a charge, and I go to um, CCA here in Nashville. They gave me a three at thirty. Um, so my daughter was born while I was incarcerated, and um, I ended up doing the Jericho program while I was incarcerated, uh, and um, Jericho, and I also did the Victims Impact. And so just knowing how the things that I was doing in my life not only uh, impacted me and not only affected me, it affected how it affected my mom, how it affected my sister, how it affected the people that I committed these crimes against, yep. how all of that affected them, not only just me. And it really opened my eyes. And so March the 20th, 2020, um, while in... Um, segregation and solitary i got i was got on my knees and i said lord jesus i i want healing i want to accept your healing and i want you to change me i don't want to do this no more i don't want to live this life anymore uh my look my little girl being born while i was incarcerated it really weighed heavy on me but i asked the lord for that healing and i asked him to change me and from that day he changed me I've never wanted to I've never wanted to sell drugs again. I've never wanted to, you know, do drugs. I've never wanted to drink alcohol again. Um, I don't smoke cigarettes. You know, so he's really removed a lot of me and replaced it with him in the Holy Spirit. And you're here with men of valor. You're doing wonderful work. They love you. Yes, sir. Your spirit is so infectious. Yes, sir. Well, you know our program has put a word on it. Have yes, you got sir. a word for me? Uh, so the word that I would love to put on it um, is grace. Oh. It's grace. So um, I had to have a surgery when I came back here because uh, this is my second time here. So I had to have a surgery when I came back. Uh, my intestines, my stomach, and my kidneys were shutting down. But it was by his grace that I'm able to sit here today and talk with you. 
It's by his grace that I have strength to be the father that I need to be. It's by his grace that I'm able to be the man in life that I'm needing to be. So without his grace, I wouldn't be here, and I'm just so thankful for his grace and mercy every day. I think that's a beautiful word. Yes, sir. You've been through a lot, young man. I think the best is yet to come. Yes, sir. God bless you. Yes, sir. God bless you, too. I do like his word, grace. It's so simple, but he's really feeling it. He's gone through the program here two different times. Once, that old pride snuck back into his life, but he was invited back, and now he's a sophomore here in the program and he's doing oh so well. You can see the smile on his face. He's a man determined now to be a new man in faith. Thank you so much for watching. Watch us again. We'll be back here for Put a Word on It. You've been listening to Put a Word on It. We would love for you to subscribe wherever you download fine podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. Put a Word on It is brought to you by Men of Valor. To learn more, go to movministry.com.